Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Great football is about great football. You're listening to the best of fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio. I saw a, a email from NFL.com. No, they're not trying to come scoop the kid up. Their bag is not heavy enough yet. <laughs> right? So we, yeah, we, we continue to negotiate, but we're getting deadly close to the start of this season. So I said, well, they not, not, I already told them to get their money up before they come for me. So it can't be about that. So I clicked on it and it says NFL.com fantasy football. And I'm like, I don't even play on leagues on NFL.com. What is this? So I got invited to a league by some dude named Brian is the league manager. The name of the league is the League of Champions. I don't even know who Brian is. I don't know who the League of Champions is. I don't know if there's a fee in this. I don't know if it's an eight-team league, a 10-team league, 12, 14, 16, a man's league. I don't know. But somehow Brian got my email address and invited me to a league. I don't know what this is about. So I'm kind of trying to figure out who this Brian person is and why is he inviting me to a league? Is he a member of the Goon Squad that I don't know about? I got to figure this out. So over the course of the next hour, we're also going to figure out who in the hell invited the fantasy executive to this league. Obviously, you can see I'm hyped up. I'm feeling pretty good today. That beautiful little um, hostess, she just walked by here and smiled at me. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, was that that you? Yeah, was she smiling at me or you? That was one of us. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she, she was, was smiling. smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there it was. So let me introduce the particulars. She was smiling at one of us. So it's my man, the closer, Chris Ventra. My son, Jim Day, now part of the Fantasy Football Frenzy. We got to figure this out. Jim, how many leagues do you do? And do you get invited by random strangers to leagues? Oh, I have gotten invited to many leagues from very many random strangers. Most of the time on Twitter, they hit me up all the time. But uh, right now, I am currently up to 92 leagues. 92? What? How many of those are just best ball, Jim? Uh, there's probably about 70 of those are best ball. Okay, all right. But you, you can handle 20 waiver wires, 20 fabs, you can do all of that? <laughs> Uh, up until a couple of years ago, I used to do 65 to 70 waiver wires and fabs every week. That's tough. When do you get started? What, like on, at noon on Tuesday or Thursday or something like that? Uh, I get started as soon as the games get started every week. Fancy executive. You right? Choking, boys. <laughs> Chris Venture, how many leagues you doing this year, son? Probably like 15. 15 That's leagues? not including best balls, though. That's not including best balls? So yeah. 15 straight redrafts, waiver wire, fab, all of that? Yeah, because I already got like six, you know, yeah, Carbon and Friends. I got the GST. I got, you know. This and that, yeah. If you count Scott Fishbowl, whatever. Like, yeah. I, right now I got like five or six, so. A lot of leagues. I'm, I'm trying. So right now I think I'm looking about eight, nine, which is down from last year's 11, which is down from the previous year's 14, and I feel good about that. So generally what I tend to do is, right, I'm full disclosure. I pay more attention to the leagues that got the money in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I need the money to take care of my family, my kids, you know what I'm saying? Got a son getting ready for college next year. He told me he won't go to Dell State. I'm like, all right, cool. Then it hit me. Dell State is across the street from Dover Downs. So now I'm be down there checking on my son and gambling at the same time. That's not a good look. 
<laughs> if he want to do this, my son talking about Dallas State of Temple, so I got to get that bag right. You know what I'm saying? Hint, hint, F-N-T-S-Y brass. <laughs> right? So I do my fantasy league to try to win some money. So I get my league fees in order. You know what I'm saying? And I get it, and I get everything together. Best balls I don't count because I'm drafting and letting that ride. Scott's fishbowl stuff like that. A couple of weeks I'll be into it. So basically what I do is I start the season running like 11, 8, 9 leagues, whatever. And as teams fall out of contention, I'll pass that league to one of my homies. Like, your son, this league is out of contention. Take that one over. If you can bring it back to the money, you can keep it. And I holler at another homie. Hey, take this league over. If you bring it back to contention, you can keep it. So then I just keep with the leagues that I have the chance of winning. That's going good to the idea. And then I just focus my attention on those leagues. Jim, how do you handle multiple leagues? Uh, I have a big spreadsheet with all my leagues set up in it. Uh, it has automatic uh, uploads of all players and what they're doing. Uh, it makes it a lot easier for me to go across leagues using one spreadsheet. And that, that, that is a good idea right there. And you put that spreadsheet together yourself. See, I would need an assistant to do the spreadsheet for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did put the spreadsheet together myself. I had a little experience from that back in my career days. There you go, Venture. How do you manage your multiple leagues? I mean, I never did this many, but when I've had multiple leagues and it's, I just have a bunch of tabs up in my thing. And I, and like Jim said, except I don't get like players updated on my spreadsheet as it goes along. I I don't know how to do that. So what I would do is I I make a spreadsheet of all my leagues and make sure that I keep note that I have a reminder, like every, you know, wave a day, you know, every couple of days. Let me see. Do you have a lot of tabs up now? Cause I've seen your computer before and you you look at the, can I, you mind if I show the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. This this is ridiculous. It's about 20, many, 20, 20. This is how many tabs Ventra has up right now. You know what I'm saying? He's like th- 73 tabs right now. <laughs> Ventra got on his, on his screen. It's just like the whole thing is just tab, 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 tab. And it's all football, which is a good thing. A little Russian porn. But we'll leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's private. We cover that part right there up. There's too many tabs. But during the NFL season, if I ran every single league I got in, this is my brain would be like all of these tabs up. And I'd be like, who's playing music? And where's that pop-up coming from? And who has the porn on? You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a I, lot. Listen, I, I, I try to help, and I want to be in as many leagues as possible, Brian. And I don't know who you are, but apparently you invited me to a league, and I appreciate that. But I got to go through. I got to read the rules. And then I'll, you just don't invite me without you saying, okay, we got the fantasy exec, so we need six more. Well, you don't have me. You need seven more. So I, I don't get that. And I, <laughs> I, don't, don't just go assuming that I'm going to be in your fantasy league. You know what I'm saying? Brian should show himself in the Goon Squad chat. Whoever Brian is, somebody please let me know who this Brian is so then me and him can say, okay, what's the rules? I mean, I could read it, but I'm doing a radio show right now. <laughs> a very entertaining one at that. That's right. Let's talk wide receivers. Wide receivers. Oh, boy. I want to start with Brandon Marshall. There reports out of Seahawks camp that Brandon Marshall is coming on strong. Brandon Marshall is washed up. Now, I understand Baldwin dealing with the injury right now. But, Jim, the Seahawks never really. It's Baldwin, it's Russell Wilson, and everybody else is kind of eat off the scraps of the bone. So, Brandon Marshall, I, from, from when I, Brandon, is Brandon Marshall even being drafted in 12-team, 16-round drafts? Not at all. Uh, he's only going in, in drafts that are at least 20 rounds. His current ADP in a lot of championships league is around 18 uh, so, we, you know, he's definitely not being drafted in normal 16-round drafts. Hmm. 
But I have to disagree with you that he's washed up. I'm sorry. I'm explain, not buying that. Explain, Jim, explain why Son is not washed up. Because the last last year, who was he with last year? He got hurt with the nice. Giants. That yep. last season in the Jets, he got hurt that season too. But it's not like he was balling that season. No, I, I get it. But everything coming out of camp right now is saying that he's starting to look solid. And with what we don't know about Baldwin, which is scary, the fact that we don't know what's going on, you, you have to look. Lend this some credence. They don't really have another big wide receiver out there if Baldwin isn't ready to start the season. And, you know, he could definitely become that guy. And uh, I, I, you know, I've always liked Brandon Marshall. I've always thought he was an, a, a good fantasy football player to have on your team. And if I can get him in the 18th round, I'll take that shot. It doesn't cost me anything. I'll make you hollow yeah. on Brandon Marshall, Ventra. First of all, Jim, did you mean big wide receiver in, as in large wide receiver or like big-time target good wide receiver? Well, a big wide receiver is somebody who's going to give him a good target. He's a big guy. Yeah, well, he's the only big wide receiver because Doug Baldwin ain't that big and the rest of them ain't big at all. So he's the biggest guy by far in their wide receiver corps. So maybe he does get a nice you know, red zone target share too, stuff like that. But I'm not believing in anything uh, yet. Uh, I was really, I'm not going to lie, I was really hyped about him last year when he came to the Giants. I was hyped. I yeah. thought he was going to have a you nice year. You hyped about everybody that played for the Giants. I am hyped about <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear that. So I was, <laughs> I, was hey, I got to back you up, Chris. I was right there with you. I thought he was going to do good things with the Giants. So. Exactly. Just, I thought, but nothing worked for the Giants last year. Just no, the, the way it the worked. No, the 3-13 oh, yeah. New York Giants. Right, let me ask y'all fellas this. Jim, I'll start with you. Who would you rather put that dollar late round flyer on? On Brandon Marshall or another bum, John Brown? <laughs> there you go, John Brown, another guy who's uh, getting a lot of accolades in camp right now. Uh, Joe Flacco is saying that John Brown is what's allowing him to go deep down the field, something you said he couldn't do, Corey. So I'll be, He's I'll be honest, <laughs> I want to see. Hey, look, John Brown has always been that guy who has a, a, so much talent. He's got the speed. He can get deep. He just never seems to stay healthy enough to get it done. Hey, you know what? We've seen players before who went three, four seasons and just being nicked up all the time, never getting it done, and all of a sudden the lights come on and they start playing ball. Right now, he's having a great camp, according to every source. Yeah, but John Brown is the definition, Jim, of Mr. August. That guy's an August superstar. He He's in the best shape of his life. He's flying down the field. The quarterback is hitting him on goal routes. John Brown, John Brown, John Brown, John Brown. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. John Brown stinks. You're not fooling me again with John Brown. I'm not buying John Brown again, and I don't think the audience should be buying John Brown. I well, why not? Again, you're talking about a guy who's not being drafted till the 18th round. He doesn't cost you anything. You got to hit on some of these guys very True. late in the draft. Cole Beasley. So why not take a chance? Cole Beasley. Take a chance on hey, Cole Beasley over John Brown. I, I think, would rather that in the PPR. I've taken plenty of chances on Cole Beasley, but here's the rub. <laughs> Cole, Cole Beasley is going to be a guy who's, you know, seven, maybe eight receptions a game, give you a nice game. But the difference with John Brown is he's going to give you three, four games of really big numbers with hitting those big, big touchdowns. But that's and it. That's what I like late in a best ball draft. All right. That's I can, true. I can that's true. That in the best but ball. I would still rather I would go never Marshall. want to put him in my starting lineup. I would still rather take the flyer on Marshall over Brown if I'm at the end of the draft, just because I know what Marshall has done in the past and what he can do for a team, especially like Seattle, who doesn't have a receiver like him. Whereas in Baltimore, you have a ton of receivers. You got Sneed, you got Crabtree, who are both already better than John Brown and have done more than John Brown. 
Uh, all you got really that's proven in Seattle more than uh, Marshall is Baldwin. That's it. I mean, Lockett and these other guys haven't proven anything. So I'd rather go with the Marshall flyer. I think that could be pay off more. Now let's pull it all together. I'd give you all another wide receiver that's not being drafted in a lot of leagues. I would rather have him than Brandon Marshall. I would rather have him than John Brown. And I guarantee you he would be in your starting lineups when you hit the bye weeks. And that's my son in Green Bay, Geronimo! <laughs> Who Allison. they said is now the number three wide Allison. receiver for sure. Allison, Allison. Now, that's a flyer you can get behind, Jim Day. That's the ADP that needs to rise, my man. <laughs> I'm with you. There's no doubt about it. You know, there's been talk all offseason about him being the number three. This is the first time we're really hearing them talk about it. Um, you know, with Cobb being there and having the injury history he does, Allison could definitely be a guy that, Gives you a ton he's of value where he's being yeah. drafted. He's yeah, there, so too. No, well, no, he's a number three. Right yeah, now. unless Cobb gets hurt. Right. Cobb will get and hurt. And he will, yeah. Cobb will get Bro, hurt. This guy could easily jump over Cobb. Easily. Easily. Oh, I was just going to say he can easily jump over Devontae Adams. No. Okay. He could easily jump over Cobb. This guy's 6'3", <laughs> 200 plus pounds. I mean, you're talking about a guy that could be a red zone target along with Devontae Adams. Cobb is not. Cobb's a small guy. He's a slot guy. So this is a perfect other side of the wide receiver for Devontae Adams. And he's on the Green Bay Packers. He's with Aaron Rodgers. You got to like anybody that's with Aaron Rodgers, dude. I wake up in the morning. I just don't wake up in the morning thinking about fantasy football. I got a lot of stuff I got to do. I co-host three hours in the morning. Then I try to get a little piece to myself. That's why I kind of need you guys to help me. You know, let me know what you want to talk about fantasy-wise. I didn't get no email. I didn't get no text. I came in here like, well, maybe they just want me to talk about my night last night. Does it matter? It does matter. Because you're going to talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about anyway. <laughs> we did send an email to try and talk you into actually talking about tight ends now that we're supposed to be talking about the tight end tiers. So we did send that email. There wasn't a ton of big news out there uh, anyway, so... You know, I, I was hoping we'd actually talk tight ends. All right, yeah. so let's get into it. Let's talk tight ends for the next 10 minutes, right? Awesome. So, um, at no point, I hate to say, like, when I say somebody's off my board, more or less I mean, like, they're going to be drafted before I get a chance to draft them. Okay. Rob Gronkowski is never going to be on any of my teams. We already know this. We've already discussed this. He would have to legit fall to the fourth round to be on one of my teams, and that's never going to happen. And even in the fourth round, I'll probably find somebody I like a little bit more. So the way I kind of handle drafting tight ends is I'm always looking for a value. Like I told you guys yesterday, if I see Travis Kelsey sitting around the fifth, I'm jumping. If I see Ertz in like the fifth, I'm jumping. If I see Evan Ingram in like the seventh, eighth, I'm jumping. Yep. That's how I am with tight ends, Jim. I'm not at any point looking for a tight end. What I will do is say I see, okay, well, a player gets drafted a little bit too. One or two guys get drafted a little bit too early. My first thought is that means somebody's sliding. That person is more than likely going to be a quarterback or a tight end. If I hop in on the tight ends, Jim, I'm doing it as a value. If not, I'll get my tight ends a little bit later on. That's my strategy when it comes to drafting tight ends because you only got to start one of them, and most likely they're going to disappoint you most weeks anyway. anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you on most of that, but Gronk is somebody I just can't get off. I like oh, to yeah, draft that's him right. if I can. At the end of the second, beginning of the third, I'll take him every day. He's going to be, you know, his scoring he puts up is usually top 
10 wide receivers scoring for a tight end. And he definitely gives you that edge. And he's won me more than enough championships that I'm still Jim, rolling with Jim, him. Jim, you don't think at some point, Jim, you, 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 come on now. Jim, you got to be, listen, he leaves when you draft Gronk early or any tight end early, it leaves holes in your starting lineup. You're either going to be weak at, at a running back two or you're going to be weak at a wide receiver two. Well, maybe in your drafts, Kari. Um, <laughs> I don't quite feel well, excuse the same. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that I, you know, I have enough depth at the other positions. Again, if I go a little weaker at running back to start, I'll, I'll make up for it with grabbing a few more a little later. And I'll, I like that strategy. It works for me both in best ball and in season management. So I'm okay with that. I, I can stream, a, you know, running back three or running back flex from week to week and be okay with that. He just gives me the edge at tight end. What do you think, Ventrum? Yeah, see, this is why Jim is going to this event, because he will oh, find the value he needs. Going. He's not going. Oh, you're not going? Okay. He was invited. Uh, we were invited. This is why he was invited. But, um, I mean, listen, I, I, I obviously the talent of Gronk, you still got to rank him the first tight end. Me, personally, i rather have a safer Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz. They're safer to me, and they're going to put up nice numbers. They got a nice floor. They're going to get targets, especially Ertz. I really love Ertz this year. Um, Evan Ingram. Those three, besides Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, Ingram, are solid, really good tight ends that are almost like wide receiver twos, maybe even wide receiver ones. So those guys I will go for. But Gronk, yeah, it's hard for me to, to, to go for him just because he's been injured so many times at this point in his career. I can't trust that. And he's going too early. He's a second-round pick. It's too high for me. I want I mean? a big-time, I want an FFWC World, World Championship League a couple years ago, 2017 to be exact. No, 2016, going into 2017. And I had Travis Kelsey and Tyler Eifert. I, this was amazing that Tyler Eifert actually played, and he was on my team. <laughs> I got them both in the draft at, di- at discounts, and that's how I like to draft my tight ends. I like to get them at a discount. And, I started to, and so I was running a two-tight end offense because in the FFWC, you have two flexes. Jim, have you ever experimented with running a two-tight end fantasy offense? Yeah, I've done it quite often. Uh, again, if I, especially if I grab Gronk early, I'll pair another one up with him a little later on. One of the guys you mentioned, Ingram, is a nice one for that. Uh, there's a couple others I really like in that role. And I won't mention the W name because it seems like Chris is already getting annoyed with me mentioning him. Um, so we'll leave Mr. Ben Watson out of this. But uh, there's plenty of other guys I like to do that with because these guys will score you consistent. And you know what, Chris, you, you can mention about Gronk missing a couple games here and there. Sure, two years ago he missed half the season. I'll give you that. But every other season he plays 14, 15 games, and each in each of those 14, 15 game seasons, you're looking at a thousand yards and at least ten touchdowns. So, you yeah. know, I, I take that every day. Well, that's why he'll, he's still number one in my rankings. I mean, you know, I, I'm just probably not going to gun for him. You know what I mean? If he falls to the third or something, I might. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with most of what you're saying. Uh, and then there's a big drop-off, though. To me, after Ingram, it's a pretty big drop-off for me. I mean, I like Delaney, honestly, more than Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in on Jimmy Graham this year. I want to double back to Travis Kelsey, though. The problem I have with Travis, and I love Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey's a beast. I would love to have Travis Kelsey on my team. I'm not going to... So, you know, I'm not going to risk the rest of my roster to fill my one tight end spot, Jim. But what I will say about Kelsey coming into this year is, listen, people always say, oh, rookie quarterback, young quarterback is going to throw to the tight end. 
That's not true. That's urban legend. Unless somebody's done a study on that, the show where young or rookie quarterbacks target the, or favor the tight end, that is just not true. So I, I, people, please stop saying it. That's an urban legend. But what I will say, Jim, is Pat Mahomes can come out this joint and fall in love with Sammy Watkins, fall in love with Tyreek Hill. So Travis Kelsey as the lock-solid tight end number two, Jim, I'm, I don't know if I can go that far right now. I think Zach Ertz's role in Philadelphia's offense is more defined than what we're going to get this year from Travis Kelsey, at least for what well, we know right now. What you said, all of that is true. I agree with that 100%. I also don't like that he's playing in Andy Reid's offense, who Andy Reid, you know, on a weekly basis can forget about any yep. player and not be involved at all. Um, you know, if Gronk's on the field, he's going to be involved every play. Ertz is on the field, he's going to be involved a lot. I, I do have a little hesitation with Ertz now that they have Dallas Goddard in as the rookie. The kid is ha- having a sensational camp. He's been making plays in the end zone all offseason. I think that's going to continue. We saw Burton get five touchdowns as a back, you know, backup guy for on this offense last year, I think Goddard has a chance to beat that. So that's really pushing Ertz down a little bit for okay. me. I have I have Gronk in some leagues. I have very limited Ertz, and I have very limited Kelsey. If I don't get Gronk early, I'm going to wait. That's interesting. And the, the thing you're best saying about Kelsey, um, I understand what you're saying because now you got Watkins in the fold, but I think there's enough here to feed all three of them. Like, I mean, Is the quarterback good enough, though? I mean, and is he gonna? And is he gonna form any kind of bond with these guys? Those are the things we just don't. Right. Know. Well, even if he form, forms a bond with, let's say, Sammy Watkins, and Watkins ends up being the best fantasy player on this team, that doesn't mean Kelsey won't have a nice year. I mean, last year he had 123 targets, the most out of any tight end. You know, like the the, the solid floor he brings, 83 catches, a thousand yards. That's so thing, solid. Metro, we don't know if that floor is going to be that floor. That floor could lower this year. That floor may not be as solid this year because we don't know what Pat Mahomes is. That's the problem right now. Right. And I get it. I think Travis Kelsey, the talent is real. He's a dynamic football player, but the unknown is what we're trying to remove from the situation, what makes him a little bit risky and way too risky for a third or fourth round yeah, pick. I see what you're saying. So you're like, there could be regression here, and then it's we not worth it in the be. third round. It's not exactly. I think Son is a beast. You know, he had a television show, um, Catching Kelsey, where he it was like a bachelor type I game watched show. It, yeah. yeah, was it any good? I watched like two episodes. It was pretty, pretty bad. But like Kelsey's pretty funny. He's got a good personality. Yeah, the personality. He's how, a great guy. How would the women on the program look? That's the thing. There was like thirty women, and like three of them were hot. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. I mean, this is a football player who's good looking and has a personality. You, you got to get a couple more hot women on that program. I would think so. Yeah, they didn't. Did you watch it any, Jim? Maybe I'm picky. Catching no, Kelsey? I can't, say, I can't say I do. I'm not really a big reality TV guy. I had a feeling you weren't. <laughs> I want to bring on the God-fearing man that is Bob Lung. Bob, my man, what up with you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Guess where I'm going next weekend? Please say Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. There you go, Bob. So take a survey for us. <laughs> Well, here's the here's the problem. I'm taking my wife and my youngest daughter. Oh, you're so taking I, your I wife and your daughter. You can't. No, no, no. Sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. You got to wear sunglasses. Well, I'll, I'll wear sunglasses. Yeah, it'll no doubt. It'll be good. I'll, I'll 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 report back. Thank you. I appreciate that, Bob. Bob, I'm trying to figure out. You got this. Um, you got this thing. Um, this league going down. The big draft coming up this weekend in the in the walls of Canton and inside the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking to myself, first and foremost. Why didn't the hell didn't Bob invite me? I like the draft. I like auctions. And how'd you come up with the idea and tell me some more about the event? 
Well, first off, you can blame uh, your good friend Jake Seeley for that because I asked Jake if any of the Roto experts or FNTSY guys wanted to come because he said he couldn't make it. And he goes, yeah, I talked to them all and none of them could make it. I'm like, oh, okay. Really? And the next thing I know, yeah, next thing I know, um, you know, Scott Engel's emailing me and going, hey, why didn't we get invited? I'm like, well, (laughs) now, of course, I didn't know everything that was going down behind the scenes until this week, this past weekend when I was doing the Flex League draft and Jake tells me, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to work there anymore. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. So I apologize. I should have came to you and Scott first and not went to him, but. Um, but good good news is that Roto Experts is going to be represented by your man Don Centurino. Nice. And uh, so next year, hopefully, you guys can come in, and uh, we'll get you in next year. I promise, because this is going to be an annual. Yeah, event. because but, especially uh, if you're having auctions, um, so anyway. I'm a good. I'm the best auction dude in <laughs> in the industry, Bob. So I I want to take on the That's rest. What of you've my, told me. You've told me that a lot. I, I'm serious about it too, Bob. <laughs> he, he's great at auctions. I know you are. I'll compete against you. I know you're one of the best, man. He's definitely the guy you want in your auction league because there's always got to be chumps somewhere. <laughs> hey, that's your man, Jim Day. I got Jim Day. You know, now we don't have Jake no more. I got, I got, I got the homie Bob. I got the homie Jim Day, uh, rocking and rolling with us. You know oh, what I'm saying on the fancy football frenzy, and it's so good because I remember Jim was the first dude to put me in the expert league. Jim was the first dude to put me on the podcast mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So nothing but love by my man, uh, yeah. Jim Day. But now, nah, but tell me some more about the event. Who Absolutely. you got coming out there, and uh, what you guys got planned for that weekend out there in Canton, Ohio? Well, it starts tomorrow night, of course, because. We're going to have the draft on Saturday. A bunch of guys are coming in tomorrow. We're going to try to go up to the Browns game if it doesn't rain. Um, but, uh, yeah, the whole idea kind of started many years ago in my mind because being from Canton, Ohio, I've always said, man, why do we not have, like, a big fantasy expert draft at the where the best, fin- where the best football players are? And, uh, you know, since I live in this town, it was easy for me to put together, and I emailed a bunch of guys and, uh, Brad Evans reached back out. He goes, you know, nice. I've had the same idea. I just didn't think of the place. And, you know, man, that's great. You know, you handle the, uh, you know, the operation side and I'll help getting the people together. And yeah, I mean, we have the best of the best. I mean, it's, you know, Brad Evans from Yahoo, Mike Clive ESPN, Dave Richard from CBS sports, uh, Scott Atkins, scout fantasy, myself, Bob Harris from football diehards, Roto wire, pro football focus, Roto world, Roto experts, NFL.com, uh, Fantasy Alarm, Fantasy Insiders, Roto Ballers, Antistics. I can go on and on. Nice. But it's two full leagues, 24 of the best sites slash people, and this is going to be an annual event. Uh, there is an entry fee, but half of the money is going to go to uh, to uh, as a donation to the Enshrinees Assistant Support Fund, nice. which is a fund that the, the Hall of Fame has put together to help older Enshrinees who are struggling. Now they didn't make $10 million a year, you know, 40 years ago. And so some of them are struggling to pay medical bills and, and, and that kind of stuff. So our thought was, you know what, these guys have been providing us with, you know, fantasy, fantasy, you know, football, um, to be able to watch and be able to play. And we watch some of these guys play and why should we not help out? So, you know, it's part charity, part getting together, part, you know, expert drafts and competition and, and everything that, you know, this should be all about. And and we also said that there's never been a good combination of tout wars labor like there is in baseball for football. You know, Jake started it with the, the flex leagues and we just, I just felt like we needed one more. And it was, you know, I even contacted her, Jake and I talked right off the bat. And I said, look, dude, I'm not trying to steal your thunder. 
Yeah. I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm just wanting to bring something to the Hall of Fame. And I go, you know, talent and labor have, you know, been, you know, been together for years in baseball. Let's do Kings Classic and let's do the Flex Leagues and we'll be the top two in football now. And so that's uh, where that came from. The Kings name doesn't come from Scott Angle, even though I think that's what he thought. That's why he emailed me. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but it came, it comes from um, Kings X Bar in Oakland, California, where one of some of the first fantasy drafts were done back in the 60s in nice. Oakland. And it's kind of our way of paying homage to those folks who started it all back then. So that's why we're calling it the King's Classic, um, having it at the Hall of Fame. And we're looking forward to... I love everything about it, Bob. I, I didn't even know that, that little nut about that little uh, note about Oakland, Oakland, California and all the drafts that they had in Oakland. It's the first I ever heard of that. I love everything about it. It sounds like you guys mm-hmm. are doing a great job. And I am definitely look forward to being involved with it next year. You want to hop in right here, Bob? I mean, uh, Jim? All I want to ask Bob is, Bob, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Why not have a draft for best all-time fantasy football teams? Well, it's an idea, and we've you know we've talked about that of you know having kind of a uh, a legends draft, and maybe that's something we can do. You know, the idea is that this can always expand. So, you know, maybe next year we make it a two-day event and maybe we have a, uh, a fantasy, you know, fantasy legends draft and we, you know, put it all together and, uh, you know, pick the best players. You can pick a LaDainian Tomlinson from, you know, his year of record-breaking year and, and maybe we run some what-if stats on it and see what all plays out. But that's a great idea, Jim. That's the only kind I have, Bob. Like eight. So, but which, which, which league are you going to be in, Bob? You going to be in the snake draft, or you going to be in the auction? Well, here's the thing: Ooh. there's two divisions, but both of them are going to be doing a snake and an auction. So there's actually oh. four drafts going on on nice. Saturday. There'll be a snake draft, both divisions. So it's the Jim Brown division and the George Blanda division because they were the first two players drafted in the King's X draft back in Oakland. I get, so Jim Brown, I bet you Jim that, Brown was a beast back in those days. Oh, imagine in 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 a in a fantasy league back then. So, and then Blanda was also a kicker. So, think about all the points he got. That would have been like a yeah. shy, you know an Otani kind of thing. Yeah. You had to track his kicking points and his passing points. But uh, you know, like I said, so um, so like I said, there'll be a snake draft. It's live on Sirius Radio from one to three. Both divisions will be going at the same time. They have reporters in in both rooms. They'll re- be reporting on you know how the drafts are going, and then from four to seven is an auction draft, and uh, both will be going at the same time as that. So is they going? You going know, to have a link? Really you going to have a link on your Twitter? Does does um does the Kings Classic have a Twitter? Is there a way that we can follow this online instead of I don't yeah. I'm not I, I don't really want to send my people over to SiriusXM after what they did to me, Bob. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't, my friend. But um, yeah, so on the uh, there will be. Uh, links probably on um, SiriusXM's Fantasy Sports Radio. I'm sure it's their Twitter. I'll copy and paste that. No there doubt. is a Kings. It's uh, at Kings Classic FF. Right. That is the site where you you can follow the leagues. Um, of course, I'll try to put it on my Twitter as well. No doubt. Uh, but it'll be out there. You'll be able to follow it. And then we'll give it some love next week right here on the Frenzy. Bob Lung, my man, my good buddy, my pal. Good to talk to you again. Always have a good time with you. Good luck and joy out there. I know you've been trying to put this thing together a while. So congrats on that. And thanks for dropping by and taking some time with us thanks. today, my man. That's thanks, my, guys. Thanks no for doubt. having me. Uh, Jim, good to hear from you as well. No Take doubt. Care. That's my man, Bob Lung. I was real high on Corey Davis. 
because he's a dynamic talent. Son is a super talented wide receiver. Yeah. I drafted him. I knew he had the hamstrings in camp, whatever. And I said, you know what? Son is still super duper talented. I'm still drafting this guy. You know the story if you were with us last year. He was on my bench all year. I refused to cut him because I was like, Corey Davis is going to give me that push, that boost I need down the stretch. He's going to be the guy to come in and help me win a championship. He's going to be the guy outside the top 30 right now that's going to finish the year inside the top 25. That's going to be my man Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. It didn't happen. Sometimes it don't Corey happen. Corey Davis' ADP is like in the sixth to fifth, sixth round. And I'm like, you're not fooling me again with Corey Davis this year. I'm not going to draft him again this year. If he pops this year, I'll be honest with you, Goon Squad, he's going to pop not being on my team. And I'm willing, and I can still win without him. That's how I feel about it. Not a bad taste in my mouth. Not that I don't like the talent. I just think that Marcus Mariota, Derrick Henry, and what's the other boy name? Deion Lewis, that's a running team. That's Delaney Walker and the rest of the pieces in the offense. Dink, dunk. Y'all want to see my form again? Just Mariota just looking off, looking off. Bam, Delaney Walker. Bam, Rashad Matthews, if he ever get his act together. Bam, you know, Deion Lewis, you know what I mean? That's how it's going to be, Jim. It's too many cooks in the kitchen for me to go back in on Corey Davis this year, especially at his ADP. I'm with you on that. You know, we haven't seen much from him yet. Like you said, coming out of college, we all expected a ton from him. He hasn't been able to stay on the field to do it. And I'll tell you right now, one of my bold predictions of the year is Mike Williams is going to outscore Corey Davis. I like it. I like it. I love it. I like it. I love mm, it. That I is like pretty it. bold. I, it. I like it. I like it. I I'm like on it. Corey Davis. I figured you was going to say that. I'm on him. <laughs> um, the Titans, look, I know they're a heavy run team, obviously, but dude, besides Corey Davis and Rashad Matthews, and Delaney Walker, those three are going to be the main three. There's really nothing else here. And Rashad Matthews isn't nearly as talented as Corey Davis is. So you know Corey Davis is going to get a ton of targets. He should get 20 to 25% of all the passing down targets. That's a good amount. And he should be a wide receiver two by season's end. Right now, if I could get him at a wide receiver three value, that'd be beautiful, I think. Now, Vinny in his chat, Goon Squad member Vinny says, the exec didn't see the, the, the game against the Patriots in the playoffs. Yes, Corey Davis did flash down the stretch at times last year. It wasn't consistent, but we did see the kind of talent that a young man has. The problem is, I'm not paying the draft price for him. That's what it is with me. Fifth I'm round? Not playing, I'm, that's where I'm seeing him. I, where I, would he have to fall for you? Why would I never? Why would I, you, you, every time I do this show, I should have a draft board up. Yes. You have a draft board up? <laughs> Yeah, of course. I have 25 tabs up. You do have 25 tabs. I would hope <laughs> one of those tabs are a draft board. <laughs> you want to see where he went? I want to see where he mm-hmm. went. Let me know what day the draft was and where this he was, went. This was a while ago. This was the greatest fantasy mock draft ever. That was three this months ago. I, this is the board I have. No, it wasn't three months ago. Um, Corey Davis went. He went early. He went, the, yeah, the fifth. He went in the fifth. Middle I can't the fifth. do the fifth for Corey Davis. I can't do the fifth for because I feel like it's better guys there in that range. You got Juju, you got Fitzgerald, you got Sammy. I go Marvin Sammy. Jones, you got, you know, Robert Woods, Emmanuel Sanders, Devin Funches. Easy, like easy, 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 easy money. Emmanuel Sanders over Corey Davis every day. Then again, I'm worried about Case Keenum, to be honest with you. Are you worried? I'm not worried about Case Keenum at all. He's looking great in camp. He, they're, they're everybody. I'm not, again, I'm not just talking coaches. I'm talking beat writers who are saying he looks cool, he looks crisp, and he looks. Like he's dead set under center. 
Yeah, I'm okay, especially if you're drifting Demarius Thomas. You're not drifting Case Keenum, so Case Keenum could throw 15 picks if he wants. I don't care. He's still going to get the right. ball to Demarius Thomas. I agree, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's it. But Corey Davis is the number one wide receiver on his team. Like, you got to invest Walker's in that the top target point. on this team. Delaney Walker. I, I, I think it, it, it's going to be a shift. This season, we're going to start to see the shift from Delaney to, the, to Corey Davis. So are you, would you, are you willing to pay a fifth-round price tag to see that shift? For Corey Davis? I mean, that's, I feel like, is a roster construction. $500 entry fee. It depends on what, what I have already. If I have, two <laughs> wide, if I have three wide receivers already. See, when you, when, you, when you See, you see, that's the thing. When you put an entry fee number uh, and you attach an entry fee number to a player, that's when you see how much somebody likes somebody. $500 entry fee, fifth round Corey Davis. Maybe you're right. Maybe fifth round's a little too high for me. I drift him in the sixth, though. All right. <laughs> $600 entry fee, seventh. <laughs> my, my, problem, my problem isn't with the talent that he has. We know he's talented. Yeah. My problem is with the Knicks and the fact that he's having a hard time staying on the field. Even now, this year in you know camp, he's having a hard time staying on field. And that bothers me a lot. You know, everybody says, oh, well, that same thing happened to Mike Williams. No, it's not because Mike Williams never got a chance to develop anything with that team before the season started last year. And then when he came in, it was too late for him to get any kind of practice right. reps. He's had a full off season this year. And he, you know, a lot of people, I was one of them thought he was even more talented than Corey Davis coming out of the draft. So, you know, again, I'm sticking with it. I would much rather have Mike Williams on my squad just because I think he's going to be there than I do Corey yeah, for the we, value are, we are a Mike Williams-friendly yes. program. Yes, Goon Squad, we like Mike Williams. So Love him. Take that till you don't Especially take- where he's going, right, Jim? Like, I mean, obviously, he's much better value because you got him in, like, the 11th round or whatever it is, 10th round. Absolutely. I just actually took him in the 8th round of a startup uh, – uh, no, seventh round of a startup dynasty draft, just because I, I think this kid is just going to be lights out. I'm not a big dynasty guy. Me neither. I've never played in a dynasty league, to be honest with you. You've never played in a dynasty? Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> all redrafts, all auctions. Oh, there you go. Oh, I, I, I've done some dynasty. Dynasty is not my thing because I like the draft. Yeah, I like, I like the draft. The 12-team redraft is my favorite. The 12-team auction is quickly becoming my favorite. But I like the draft. So the dynasty takes the drafting away from you. I'm not a big trade guy. I don't like to trade. I'm not a big trader. I'm hard to trade with. I was I don't, I'm not, I'm not, Dream on, you a trader. I like to trade. I love to trade, and I'm actually pretty good at it because I try to keep it even for both sides. And you know what? I, there's a reason for that. I, I like to trade, so because I like to trade – when I make a trade, I try to make it so it benefits both teams. And it can be done. You, you know, if you solidify somebody else's weakness while you're also solidifying yours, then it can be done. And the, the good thing about that is that they're more willing to trade with you in the future. You're a good guy, Jim. See, I try to rob everybody blind. Oh, well, that's and the... that's why they won't trade with you. <laughs> that's because you're from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. That's because you're from We're Brooklyn. Sneaky. That's how Brooklyn cats home get down. Brutal. That's brutal. how Brooklyn cats get down. That's why I don't rock with Brooklyn dudes. Brutal, dude. I'm just playing. Everybody I stabs I, each I, other I, quick. I rock with Brooklyn dudes. I mean, <laughs> it's not Harlem, but I rock with Brooklyn cats. Tyler Higby, is he the tight end to own in St. St. Louis? You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> For the Rams. I say St. Louis all the time, so I got you. Hey, there. the other day um, I called the Colts Baltimore. <laughs> they ain't been to Baltimore for 30 years. Wow. Okay, now that's out there. Um, 
Look, at this point, he's the guy who's on the field getting the playing time. Gerald Everett's been hurt for a while, not getting any practice. That's going to hurt him. They were expecting him to, you know, Everett to take a big step this year. But if you're not on the practice field this time of year, you're screwed. Because once you get into season, if you haven't been there for the preseason, you don't get many reps in season yep. to learn the position. So, Higby, you know, I'm not saying he's a, a guy I want to rush out and get because I don't think they're going to use the tight ends as much as most teams That's do. Same way I feel, Jim. So I mean, there's with there's so many good tight ends that I like. I haven't drafted him once, but if you're in a really deep league that you know maybe starts two tight ends, something like that, he's a name you should keep in your list. Mm. Would you rather right right quick, Jim? Would you rather have? Would you rather take a gamble on him or my man Blake Jarwin in Dallas? Oh, I like Blake. I, I would definitely take a, a run on him. And actually, I'll give you another name. I would take before both of them, Dallas Goddard in Philly. Kid is having a great camp, and they're yeah. going to run a lot of two tight end sets out in Philly, especially with their wide receivers being hurt all over the They're place. all dropping like flies. Yeah. Another team is going to run a lot of two tight ends this year, going to be the Chicago Bears. So we mm-hmm. all like with the Sheehan, addition yeah. of uh, Trey Burton, but Adam Sheen to be in the mix <clears> too. I'm sorry, but I've heard this before about Higby. Two years ago, I drafted Higby because Jeff Fisher said, oh, this guy Higby is going to be our tight end. We're going to use him a ton. This kid's super talented, Jeff Fisher said. Her. Higby got yeah. one pass. He caught it for two yards. He never caught a pass again that season. I'm never, <laughs> never again in my draft in Higby or listening to this hype about Higby. Hey, hey Chris, <laughs> let, let's face it. You screwed up. You, t- you trusted you Jeff know, Fisher. Jeff. <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> well, I mean, he was my backup tight end Higby. I drafted him as, and he did nothing. But, um, yeah, I'm not trusting any of that. There's too many receivers there. I would rather have Jawin, like Jim said, because there's no wide receivers on the Cowboys where there's too many on the, on the Rams. You got to go with the tight end that has no wide receivers. It's a logical choice. I, I, I hate when people say there's no wide receivers <laughs> on the Cowboys. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you know what I mean, though. There's no true, <laughs> like, proven wide receivers on that team. Besides Cole Beasley, he's the most proven wide receiver Hurts. on the team. And I mean, Alan Hurts has put up 1,000 yards, has put up, you know, eight touchdowns and done it before. So, I'm, you know, okay. don't say there's no receivers. And I, as much as I don't like Terrence Williams, he's still a guy that's going to put up some big games. But proven to me is like you got to do it for like two years to prove. Like I, I want to see two years of solid production before I'm, I'm saying this guy's a proven guy. You know what I mean? I mean, you could say hey, Hearns you know, is proven. That's fine. Uh, you know, there's too many people out there that don't get it done right away and all of a sudden sure. come into it. So, you know, I, I just can't buy into that thing. I like Hearns a lot. Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.